Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Hey, hi, hello. Today's episode is with Jacqueline Aiden, an all-influence client and a super close friend of mine. She's been a part of the Do Less Club. We chat all the time, so I'm really excited to hear more about her story. So the thing about Jacqueline is she is a body positivity, self-love, such an authority in her space. She was diagnosed with lipedema, a serious medical condition, and she's been sharing this whole journey from the beginning of going into surgery for skin removal to losing a ton of weight to regaining a ton of weight to I'm just going to let her her tell her story herself. But the thing about being online in a bigger body is that she is just harassed by trolls, by pages that are supposedly fan accounts that are actually bullying groups. And she's reported them. She's done all that she can. And it's just been a mess. So being someone that's been in the online space since 2016, I brought her on to talk about not only the trolls, but how to handle it with your mental health and being a real life human with feelings. How do you navigate people being mean on the internet? So let's get right into it. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I have a personal friend and all-influence client here, Jacqueline. So you know we have to start off with a little, if you like it, like it. Jacqueline, what are you liking on the internet right now? Okay, so I think what I'm really loving, and I don't know if it's like a trend or just something I'm noticing more, is just like people supporting one another, like Mm. sending love, sending support, Or if someone has a negative comment, someone who's being a little feisty, other people standing up for that creator. And I Mm. think I've just loved seeing that women empowerment, that community over competition. And that's just made me really like social media a little bit more because it has its, I I love it and hate it sometimes. Yeah, right. Love, hate, relationship Um, always. Exactly. (laughs) So I think just seeing more support, more love, more authenticity, more people just being themselves and other people supporting that is something I'm just really loving. So, okay, follow-up question on that. Instagram has started doing this thing. I don't know if this is just a new feature that I'm seeing or if like everyone's has this feature rolled out, but when you're scrolling the Reels tab and someone makes a comment do you see that comment pop up like above the actual reel? I haven't seen it. Okay. So I feel like I think, I've seen it on others, but it's not on mine. I I feel like this is going to change the culture of reels commenting. And I'm a little bit scared about it, to be honest. It has me, I don't know. I don't know if this is like my anxiety or what. I've ended up scrolling reels uh, comment sections too much lately. Too, too much, much. yeah. And getting like a little bit triggered by like, you know, the trolls in the comments or like chiming in on someone else's, liking other comments. It's a weird thing for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's this whole culture of if you get hate, delete it. Just block mm. it, delete it, don't say anything. But the more I've kind of been on social media, I've been on like my own healing and growth journey. <laughs> sometimes it is best I delete and block, especially if it gets real nasty, like it's not worth mm. my time. But sometimes little feisty Jacqueline does come out and I feel like I have to speak up, yeah. get out how I'm feeling, even if they don't hear me, if even if they don't care, right. even if it doesn't change their mind to speak up, say something and move on, I think has been really powerful for me instead of just internalizing it, deleting it. And yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, if you like it, like it changing culture in the comments section. All right, Jacqueline, you know I need to talk more about this bullying and trolling and all of that, but let's reel it back to the beginning because you kind of have a wild story with how you got your start on Instagram. Can you give us a little bit of like spark notes of how how you got started? So I've always struggled with my weight, my body image, my eating relationship with food, And in 2012, I decided I'm changing my life, changing my behavior, changing everything. Mm -hmm. Went on not just a diet, but like I want to change everything. Mm -hmm. And so I lost over 350 pounds naturally. That's crazy. And I started beginning to have skin removal surgery from all the excess skin I had. Mm -hmm. And it was like the morning of surgery. I said, I should start documenting this online. Mm -hmm. I should start sharing this. I should keep my family updated Mm -hmm. on all this stuff. So before I went into surgery, I posted a picture of me and my surgeon going into surgery. Wow. When I got out of surgery, my fiance, Kevin's like, uh, your little picture you posted is like blowing up (laughs) and thinking like maybe five people in my family would see it was getting like thousands of likes. Wow. And that's when I kind of had this spark of like, I want to really document my journey, share my journey and help others going through this. What year was this? 2016. Okay. Yeah. So I started 2016. All right. So how many followers do you think you brought in from that picture? Um, I think I woke up, there was almost a thousand. Okay. Then what? Tell me, like, this is so crazy. Tell me more. So I began documenting like recovery, going through recovery, talking about how I got to this point of needing skin removal surgery. Yeah. And the more I started documenting all of that, the more people were really interested in the whole backstory. Like, how did you get here? Why did you get to 500 pounds? How did you lose the weight? How are you going through surgery? And it was really something that I didn't necessarily prepare myself for. Uh-huh. And something I had no clue what I was doing. I was just documenting yeah. my life pretty how, much. <laughs> how did that feel? Like, how did you get comfortable with talking about such a close to home topic? I kind of started looking at it as when I started my journey at 500 pounds, mm-hmm. I wish I had someone to look at who had mm-hmm. lost all that weight, who was going through what I was going through, and there wasn't really anybody. And so I think I'd said, let me be who I wish I had for others. So let me be real. Let me be raw, authentic, share all of it, because this is what I wish I had. 
and what I wish I knew. Was there ever a point where like it hit a little too close or you got uncomfortable with a question or were you just always like, this is my purpose. I need to power through. In the beginning, it was kind of like, I'm just going to power through. Uh I don't think it was until I got my first real hate Mm. that I was like, uh, maybe I need to like take a step back and reevaluate what I'm doing. But it was never enough where it was like, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll never hit that point of it's not worth it because you're, you know, you're talking to what you wish you had. What was that first hate comment? The first hate comment I remember getting was, I think, so I had a post go viral Mm -hmm. and it got picked up from my local news station. Uh The local news station then, I guess the Today Show, like a writer online saw it. So she posted an article online. That article is where the first hate came. (laughs) So it wasn't even on my page. It was on a national page and it said this girl can't even love herself if she got to 500 pounds now she's walking around like Frankenstein Mm. and that hit so hard because I was already struggling with the loose skin Mm -hmm. already now struggling with now I have scars all over my body and this person just told me I don't love myself and called me Frankenstein yeah so that's when I was kind of like got really deep and started reading everything. And then I was like, I have to stop. Like I have to stop myself because all it's doing is making me question and doubt and hate what I am, who I am, what I'm doing. And that's not where I want to be. So I have to stop looking at these comments. And so as hard as that was, I think getting thousands of hate comments at once kind of built my skin very thick, very quickly. So then now when I get them on my page or they come more frequently, it's not that they don't hurt, but I'm like, I've heard this before. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've heard it all. Like at this point, like, you know, the, something that's really helped me is unless I allow it to hurt me, it can't affect me. Unless I give it power, it doesn't hold any power. And so I think that's where I kind of had to let that kind of go of yes these hurt but I'm not gonna allow it to destroy me yeah what was the like how did you get to that point because I think a lot of the time we know that it's not supposed to hurt us in our head but your heart says something completely different about you know why why is this person coming for me and why why me am I actually that am I actually what they're telling me Is it a perception thing? The hardest comments for me to this day are ones I already think about myself. Mm. So those are the ones I really have to watch. Because if I'm having a day where I'm like, I hate my body, my hair looks so bad, I'm so fat, like all those comments come in and someone just comments something as simple as, wow, you look fat today, Mm. that will send me spiraling. And so I've had to come up with kind of techniques a little bit to say, when this happens, what do I need to do? And that's where it comes in as, do I respond? Do I delete? Do I block? Do I, like, what do I need to do? Do I need to get off social media? 
And so having kind of tools and resources to kind of help has definitely made a huge difference of they said this, I'm feeling this. So what do I need to do? I would love to know your rules. Can you give us us a little bit deeper into how you decide which which one you go for? So I kind of think as, okay, I'm struggling with, let's say I'm feeling really fat. Like I really am not liking my body. Yes. And someone makes a comment on my body. Mm -hmm. What I normally do is I shut down Instagram. I don't Mm -hmm. respond. I don't engage. I don't text my sister crying because I know she'll add fuel to the fire and it'll explode. I shut everything down. I open my journal. This is going to sound so cliche, but this is exactly what I do. I love it. open my journal and I go to town writing everything. Like it starts as I hate you. I hate my body. Why did I do this? Why am I like this? Mm -hmm. Like I just get it out. And usually it's an emotional, like I'm crying, I'm angry. And then I rip that paper out of the journal, rip it up, throw it away, put it in recycle actually. (laughs) And then (laughs) don't take care of the environment even during our, yeah. Even during our rage. Um, (laughs) And then kind of say, okay, you got it out. You allowed yourself to feel it. Because that was one of my biggest struggles is I pretended for so long that nothing bothered me. If someone made fun of me at school, I laughed it off. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. So part of my healing now is really feeling it, embracing it, letting however I feel happen, and then letting it go. So once that happens, I tell myself, okay, now what? What's going to make you feel better? Is it responding? Is it deleting it? Is it going to get your nails done? (laughs) Is it calling a friend? Like, what do you need to do to feel better? And it's not just that comment, but why was that comment so triggering? And what do you need to do internally to feel better? Mm -hmm. And I think that's been. The hardest but best part, because I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to justify myself. It's really just focusing on me and why it hurt me so bad and what I need to do to heal to move forward. You know, trolls are so it, – it's such a gray area because you have to learn that you can't, you can't convince them of anything. You, you know, there's, there's nothing you can oh, do. Never. You, you can't yeah. logic your way out of stupid. There's this, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to change their mind. So getting in there and trying to change their mind is actually like a people pleasing thing. You're actually being a mm-hmm. people pleaser when you jump into your troll's comments and say, well, but here's why I did this. And like, I'm not stupid and I'm not dumb and I'm not blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. that's really just such a waste of your breath because they're either going to come back and, you know, make it worse add some other stupid fuel to the fire with a dumb comment or they're not going to respond and you'll be sitting there thinking, well, I said it, so now what? Yeah, there's that's the other thing is you're not going to win when you play with those trolls. Like it, you're it not just, you're, it's, it's not, no. And so that's where it's coming up with, is it deleting? Mm-hmm. Like block and delete is my go-to for most everything because it's not worth my time. But there's other times where it's like, if I have to stand up for myself and say something just so I feel better, even though I know I'm not changing their mind, I'm not trying to be like, please like me, please keep following me, please, you know, don't say that about me because you're not going to do that. 
Right. And it's not like this person is even following you. Like they don't care. They haven't looked at your page. They saw this one video and jumped in and had some kind of feels about it. Yeah. And I think that's where I had to stop because I was trying to justify too much to be like, no, you're wrong. I'm really nice. I'm really (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And they don't care. Like they don't care. No, absolutely not. So I know that part of your story is, or I know that one of the next things that happened was you had accounts started about you, hate accounts. Can you tell me more about that? It's wild to me, and I'll I'll never understand this till this day, how someone's weight or their body, anything in general, but just talking specifically for me, makes people so angry. Like, how does my weight make you so angry where you will create a fake account of me like they'll literally screen record my reels post it on this page and write nasty things about it mm-hmm. first of all who has time to do who that has time <laughs> and then to hate someone so much because of their weight I, I just I, thought this I, when you sent me this account, I was so appalled because they were doing it in a way that was phrased as a fan account. So they would screenshot your reels and then the caption would be like, She just looks like such a cabbage patch doll. We love her, blah, blah, blah. But the underlying message was just so hateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was they and then if people commented on it saying you're being so mean, stop hating. They're like, no, we love Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. And you're like, so I think that hurt because they were disguising it as we like you and support you as we're tearing you down and stabbing mm-hmm. you in the back type thing. And that really affected me because it really affected what I was posting because I was so nervous about what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about posting my workouts or a selfie Because how are they going to rip me apart today? And for a while, it really put me in this rut of, can you do this anymore? Is what you're doing worth it? And that was the first time I've ever thought that is because these people were literally taking everything I was doing and tearing it apart. And it made it very hard to show up authentically. It made it very hard to not like second guess or question yourself or question every single thing you're doing. And it kind of got to a point where I was checking it every single day. And I had to really like, I think I was talking to my therapist about this. She's like, stop checking it. I don't know why that was like a mind blowing (laughs) revolution that she had, but just her saying, stop, pretend it's not there. Stop checking it. Once I did that, it kind of slowly eased that like negative thought in my head of what are they going to say? What are they going to do? And it went back to that. Some people are just not going to like you and that's okay. And I have to accept that even though their behavior is not okay, even though what they're doing is not okay, I can't control that. But what I can control is not looking and continuing to live my life despite what they're doing. So... That was a huge pivotal moment for me because I truly just had to be like, I'm focusing on me and I have to let that go. Yeah, I I think it comes back down to a quote that I saw recently that like sticks in my head. If you're more concerned about how you're being perceived than how you're actually being, you're not showing up as your best self for your audience, for anyone. 
And I think this is such a, it's so aligned with this story because if you're so focused on what could be said about you, whether it's girls from high school that you're thinking about or, you know, haters or trolls or your family or whoever, like you're really not making the difference that you want to make and it sucks. It sucks because you have to get your ego out of out of your way and just live with it and live with all of this trash behavior that these trolls are putting into the universe, into the ether. And yeah. what like what do you do? It's it's weird. It's a weird world. And that's the other thing. It's like, why am I trying to make content or post to please these people? Yeah. Because that's what it felt like I was doing almost. And I think I did see that quote you posted. And I was like, that's a hundred percent true. Like I am not showing up for my people if I'm constantly worried about what these other people are gonna do or say. I think about that so, so often. I think about that so often. Like every time I'm posting, I'm like, not every time, but you get the gist. It's it's more often than it should be. When I'm creating, I'm like, okay, but hold up, hold up. What? How is this going to be perceived? If I use this word versus this word, like how is that going to affect my credibility and my authority and blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes so much energy that like energy and time and it just, it's not worth it. Like it's not worth it. No. Yeah. I'm curious if you've just seen this hate on Instagram or on the other app. What are your thoughts about TikTok versus Instagram versus YouTube? I think you're on all of them, right? I am. Uh, so I've always said I'm not like everyone else, which is weird. <laughs> but most people get hate on TikTok more than Instagram. Uh-huh. I 1,000% get more on Instagram than TikTok. That's so strange. And YouTube, YouTube, they come in like I'll get a few, but those go in for like we want to hurt her type comments, oh. like very vicious <laughs> comments where the wow. other ones are just like, but it'll, it'll be like one or two per video where they're just like really mean. Yeah. Where TikTok, unless it goes viral, I don't get anything. Like Interesting. And then Instagram, probably at least one-ish comment a post to. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of hate to deal with every day. I would love to hear more about what's happening on TikTok. Like, what are people saying in the comments? Yeah, I feel like TikTok is more, <laughs> how do I put this? I mean, it's more polarized. So you have people who are extremely woke. I mean, I'm sure the body positivity community is like, coming in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like TikTok is so weird because they do have the body positivity people, but I'm very middle road where if like I'm not weight loss is 100% bad, you should never do it. And I'm not the other way of like, if you're overweight, you have to lose weight. You're not healthy at this weight. I'm very much in the middle of you need to do what's best for you. And sometimes that's not taken the best from either side. So I feel like TikTok, though, the crazy thing is sometimes with my little, I have over 100,000 on Instagram, 11,000 on TikTok. Sometimes my TikToks have more views than Instagram. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm not shocked. TikTok is definitely more viral. 
So <laughs> that's always interesting when that happens. But I feel like I just don't remember to post on TikTok is my problem. <laughs> Don't we like, all? I don't know. I like, I'm so used to just being an Instagram girl that I post on Instagram and then I'm like, I'm done for the day. Like, I did it. Let's move on. And I'm like, oh, TikTok. Oh, so right. all these other platforms. The ones who are more supporting and I do better on, I don't post on. So makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. But they've been really nice on TikTok. <laughs> They're nice. That's so Instagram funny. girls got to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> so okay you've been on these platforms for a while though like 20 2016 that was that was seven years ago yikes yikes that hurts yeah. my soul so within these seven years you've seen so much change in the platforms themselves what do you think is different now from when you started what's something that you've had to learn along the way yeah I think Taking it from like my personal experience, because I've only shared my journey through weight loss, skin removal. Now I got diagnosed with lipedema, like all these things, just sharing me. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is the traditional, here's a before and after picture of me when I lost this much weight, isn't, isn't it anymore? Where before that's what would go viral. Wow. Now it's more... I'm loving myself regardless because I'm more than a before and after photo. And that's what the messaging has hit more. And so I've kind of had to learn as I'm learning to like love myself and embrace myself. That's more the message of what people need to hear more so than if you're struggling with your weight, lose weight or <laughs> you can't lose weight. You have to love yourself as you are. It's finding that middle road. Right. So I think another interesting thing that we've talked about is the fact that you've steered away from using the word you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. every every marketing person ever will say, you have to use you instead of I, call out your audience, talk, you have to, talk to your to followers. Your yeah. Yes. And because that will catch their attention psychologically and they'll be more interested in your post. So I feel like in the last year and a half, maybe, you've really switched that because your audience does not resonate with yeah. you. Do you have any insight about that? I, I feel like everyone says you cannot talk about yourself. You cannot say I. You cannot share right. personal things. You have to talk to your audience or your followers. And I'm like, but that doesn't work for me. <laughs> so I, and I feel like this is where it's been hard because like what works for me isn't the typical. So trying mm -hmm. to figure out social media when it's different is hard. Like it's been hard. But I feel like because I talk about a lot of personal things. Very personal. Saying I resonates with people more because they don't feel attacked. They don't feel like you're mm -hmm. calling them out. And sometimes what I've learned is if I'm talking about my struggles with eating, some people might not be ready to admit that they struggle with that too. So if I say I, they might think about that for several months and then come back to me later like, oh my God, this post from mm -hmm. three months ago, I just got diagnosed with this eating disorder too and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. But at the time of the post, they weren't ready to hear it. They weren't ready to accept it, talk about it. And so I think by keeping it as an I, 
it's really more people can relate to it more without feeling ashamed or bad Mm -hmm. or judged. But they're like, if she's going through this, it's okay that I'm going through it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're that spark, that spark that starts starts the change, the permission slip. Mm-hmm. I love that. You and I have related uh, over the last year about the fact that we both have our families blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you're talking about your medical diagnosis and like really personal things. How have you handled having a family that's watching that's not making the best comments for your mental health? Um. <laughs> I've had to have several conversations with family members about how their comments are triggering to my healing, my journey, how comments of you looked so, even though you were struggling with an eating disorder when I was at my lowest, you still Uh, looked good. Yeah. And you're like, you can't say things like that. Like, right. So having those hard conversations is something I've had to really like find my voice within to speak up because I was like I can't keep having people like family Mm -hmm. who's constantly making me feel ashamed for who I am now and uh, there's a a few people in my family who just don't get it Mm -hmm. and who continue to spread hate and negativity and put down what I'm doing don't understand what I'm doing and no matter what I've said, they continue to just be hateful. Mm-hmm. And I had to block family. And it was hard. It's still hard. But at the same time, the people in your corner, like your family, you would hope would have your back. If they don't, I don't need my family sticking a knife in my back when I'm not looking. Right. Right. So people on the internet... <laughs> strangers is one thing but when it's your people I think that hits different and that's when I had to say sorry (laughs) you don't get access to me to this to what I'm doing anymore do they make comments about being blocked once I initially blocked yes Mm -hmm. um but now not anymore and you didn't have a relationship with any of these people um not anymore I think I hear all the time about how like you know, I like this person. They're great. They don't get it. But like, you know, we have a good relationship other than the social media thing. So I want to block them, but I still want to have a relationship with them. And that's super weird. But that wasn't the case with that. Was No, the the person I had to block is out of my life. I, Mm. there's no contact as of right now, because it wasn't just social media. It was Very much deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Block and delete. Yeah. (laughs) A real life version. Real life edition. Block and delete. (laughs) Seriously. So, but it's like as hard as it is, it makes me continue to feel good with what I'm doing, knowing, I mean, there could be ways that they've, you know, come back and start following again, but it's just that permission to, it doesn't matter who it is. I have permission to be me, to show up as me and to love what I'm doing, regardless of what anyone else says, even if it's family. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. That's so good. So in wrapping up here, 
I'm wondering what your biggest piece of advice is for someone that is is at that turning point. They're feeling all of this they're feeling all the feels, whether it's triggered by people in their comments, people in real life. They don't know if they should continue with this. There's a lot of head trash going on. What would you say? What helped me kind of at that pivotal moment to keep showing up is asking myself, what makes me happy? Does this make me happy? Does social media make me happy? Is this something I want to do? Mm-hmm. Like if all the haters went away, is this still something I would want to do? And my answer was a thousand percent. Yes, I was screaming it from the rooftops. This is what I want to be doing. So I had to tell myself I cannot let anyone stand in my way. The haters, family members, unsupportive friends, doctors, whoever it may be, I'm not going to allow them to stand in my way of my dreams, my goals, and what I want. And so that kind of pushed me to keep going, to keep showing up. Even if I'm having a hard day, talk about it and just kind of being a light and letting people know it's okay. It's okay. Here's your permission to be yourself, love yourself, accept yourself and show up as yourself. I'm just, I'm just beaming over here because your message is so strong. And anytime you speak, I, I just feel it in my soul. (laughs) I just think it's so great. I think this is such an amazing message for anyone on social media. So Jacqueline, if we want to be BFFs, if we want to join you for this journey, where can we find you on the interweb? I am the Jacqueline Aiden on everything, on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, My website is JacquelineAiden.com. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) That's where we'll be. If you love this episode, if you loved hearing more or if you want to hear more about her story, head to the show notes. I will link her there. And if you loved this episode, please rate it. It means so much in this internet world. 